losing weight to gain control. Today's topic, let's get started part one. Welcome to the Losing Weight to Gain Control podcast. I'm Gwen Alexander, your host. Just to give you a quick little bio of who I am, I'm an author of the book, Losing Weight to Gain Control, Loving Your Weight Maintenance Journey, hence that's where the name of the podcast came from. I'm also a pianist and I've been working on choosing music uh, for a program that I want to do in 2017. So lately, I've been getting back into the groove of practicing again. I also have a blog that I write that you can view on my website. That's thegwenalexander.com. It's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com. And while there, you can sign up to be on my mailing list, and it can be sent directly to your inbox. When you go to the website, click the sign up button and fill in your first name in your email address, and you'll get an email to confirm that you do want to be placed on my mailing list. I'm also a speaker and a coach. And the reason people want me for their coach is to lose weight, but they usually get more than what they bargain for. Because losing weight isn't only about food and exercise, it involves every part of your life. In the area of speaking, I don't speak just about weight loss. Most of the talks I give could be applied to other areas in your life. I show people how to get from where they are in their lives to where they want to be using the resources they currently have. So you can't make the excuse, I don't have enough money, I don't have enough time. And this also includes me, where I thought if I had enough money to hire someone to cook for me and plan my meals and my exercises, Then I could lose the weight, I could get out of debt, or have the magical life that I really wanted. Well, until that day comes, you'll have to do it yourself. I know it doesn't sound glamorous, but you do what you have to do. Now before I get to today's topic, I just want to let you know that you might hear bird sounds in the background or uh, cars passing by. I'm actually recording this in my home right now and I have the windows open because it is such a nice day finally in the state of Illinois to where it's not freezing there's no ice and there's no snow so I want to take advantage of of all that of the nice weather maybe it'll be nice a nice background to what you'll get to hear okay on to today's topic let's get started part one I decided to break this up into two part, a two-part series. I remember in 2011 when I decided to finally lose the weight a better way this time, I kind of knew what I needed to do. I had lost 100 pounds years before. I thought I'd have to just do the same thing. And I was wrong. Because I was at a different point in my life where I didn't have as much time or resources as I had the time before. Now that I'm further along in my journey, I can look back and see what things I could have done a little better. What I have tried to do with writing my book and with this podcast is give you kind of a step-by-step guide. The word I want to give you is 
step. I want to concentrate on is step. Sometimes during the process, you may have to review steps, which is good. Reviewing is good. You can't have every area of your life be 100% all the time. So here we go. Step number one. Take a real look at where you are in your life right now. What we all want to do, me included, is decide the next morning we wake up uh, to eat, we're going to eat all the right foods, we're going to exercise an hour or more, we're going to have get our lives together all within 24 hours. Then, probably by the afternoon, when you're eating a king-size candy bar, you've already given up. What's next? You mentally beat yourself up because you failed once again. Don't try to change everything right now. Sit down with a piece of paper or type it on your computer if you that's what you prefer. And I want you to write down what your dream life looks like. Write down what you look like, what you want to look like physically. How you want your relationships to be. What are you doing? Even how much money are you making and what are you doing to make that money? And you may be asking yourself, what in the world does this have to do with me trying to lose weight? Trust me, I'm I'm speaking from experience here. You see, many times the reason it seems easier to do a plan where you're told just focusing on what to eat and how much to exercise is you don't have to look at other areas of your life. You're relying on that if you lose the weight, then you're going to be happy. It'll bring this magic moment of happiness. But I'm going to tell you, when you hit your goal weight and you step off the scale in that next second, then you're probably going to wonder why didn't this fix everything. Let's be honest. How much emotional eating is to cover up the fact you don't like where you are in your life right now? Or you don't like want to handle the situations you're being thrown? I'm guilty of it. And the reason I want you to write down what you want your life to look like is this will help to keep you motivated to make better food choices and also to start treating yourself like you matter. Now you would need to get to this dream. You won't get to this dream life overnight. It may take you a year or two or three or ten. It shouldn't matter how long it takes you to get to the physical way you want to be and create the life you want. The thing is, even if you change one thing each month for a year to take these steps towards the body and the life you want, you will be further in your goals than if you tried to change a lot of things uh, at once and then gave up. Read what you wrote down daily because what you keep in front of your mind is which, where your actions will go. So step one, take a real look at where your life is right now. Step two, I want you to take out another piece of paper or type it on your computer. And I want you to, we're going to look at your past attempts at weight loss and what you've done. I want you to draw a line down the middle of the paper, or I think on, if, depending on if you're using Microsoft Word, you can make like a chart with two tables on it. And on one side, let's say on the, the left-hand side, I want you to start listing past things that you've done to try and lose weight. An example of a past attempt could be, I only ate foods that were the color green. Don't do this. This is just an example. 
Then in the other column, write why you couldn't sustain this food plan. Was it because it limited the foods you could eat and you needed a balanced food plan to stay healthy? Or maybe it was it was just too difficult to afford all these foods that you could only eat that were green. One of the things I did before to lose weight was to stop eating out or go to two events where I knew there was food. Now I look back on that and realize how I isolated myself, but that was one of the things I did in the past. And it worked, but in the end it was something I couldn't sustain because I wanted to go out and eat. I wanted to go out and enjoy myself. What you're going to do is look at your list, and this will help you make a plan that you can follow now that fits into your life. So let's say the last plan you had, you had to dedicate, let's look at the exercise part. Let's say they told you you had to dedicate two hours, uh, five days a week to exercise. Well, let's say you don't have two hours to exercise five days a week. Do you have 20 minutes? You know, in the other column, you can put about why you couldn't sustain it. I didn't have two hours to exercise. What can you do now? Let's say, like I said, 20 Do you have 20 minutes? Do you have 30? I personally capped my exercise time at an hour because it's not what I want to do with most of my day. Yeah, the weight probably would have come off faster, but in the long run, it wouldn't have been sustainable for me to do that. Or even with past attempts with foods, I had limited my calorie intake to 1,500 calories when I had lost 100 pounds back in the late 90s. And when I tried to do that today, that that doesn't work for me. I'm more active actually now that I'm older than I was when I was younger. So I needed more food to fuel my body. When I went back to look at my list, I realized that a lot of what I had done before just could not be sustainable. Not just, I should have noticed it then, but I didn't notice it until now all these years later. So step two, write down your past attempts and why it wasn't sustainable, and what you can do now to make small changes to fit into your life to go to start your journey. Step three, now we get to the food. What do you like to eat? This should be easy to figure out. I want you to write it down or type it because you don't, you don't have to give up your favorite foods. Unless your doctor is saying you have to stay away from a particular food or group of foods, don't eat them. My model is find a healthier substitute. One of my things is I love dessert. And before I had given up dessert and that was a recipe for disaster for me. So I said this time I'm not going to say I can't have dessert. But what I will do is find healthier alternatives. I've found where I can make single serving desserts so I don't have a like a whole cake sitting there looking at me. Or if I do make a cake, I'll freeze uh, some the rest of it. I'll take out what I want for the week and plan and then I'll freeze the rest of it. That's one of the things that I've done to keep having the types of food that I like. And I don't fry a lot of my foods. I learned how to to fry uh, oven fried chicken. If I do fry anything, it's not in a lot of grease. I do coat the, I use cast iron skillets, so it's a little bit different cooking, but I don't have massive amounts of grease in the food I cook, so that limits uh, the my 
fat and calorie intake on that, but the food still tastes good. I don't eat it unless I like it. I'm from the South originally, and I've learned how to cook some of my Cajun dishes where they're healthier for you. I recently had my dad visit me, and I showed him. I was like, oh, come on and try it. And he, he, he wasn't game for it, but that's okay. But I, like I told him, I wouldn't eat it if I didn't think it tasted good. Now, if you have family that you cook for or, or uh, that you cook for others, maybe they aren't open to this new way of eating. They may be remembering your past attempts at losing weight and are afraid you might try to limit what they eat or you know they want you might think you want them to try strange weird foods it doesn't have to be a fight just making small changes will help you can start off by eating on a smaller plate you'd be amazed at how much food we pile on our plates just because it's a bigger size also only get one serving of the food you are eating one of the things i do when i go out to eat at a buffet is I realize I don't have to pile a bunch of food on my plate the first time. Usually what I do is I choose things I wouldn't normally cook for myself, and I take small portions of those things, and I go back to my table and eat and wait to see, wow, I think I'm already full. And usually from the first pass, I am. So that's one of the things I did when I go out to eat. Get measuring cups and measure your food So you can begin seeing how much a cup of mashed potatoes look like or a cup of rice. If you have a hamburger or a sandwich, measure the condiments you are putting on the sandwich. I know you're thinking that's just too, that's just paying too much to attention, but how bad do you want this? Now mayonnaise is usually, uh, the serving size is usually a tablespoon, not a heaping tablespoon, but a level one. If you have to have cheese, cut a slice of cheese in half and use only half of it. And there you go. You have half the calories, half the fat, half the carbs, or there's not that many carbs in cheese, but you get my drift. And I've done it. I know it sounds strange, but that was one way I tried to make my cheese stretch and and, and get half, only half of the calories. Now, I just gave you a few things that don't even involve changing the food that you're eating. I didn't tell you to start doing, you know, to change your cooking. I just just told you, here's two things you could even do right now. Especially if you aren't the only one involved in eating the food you prepare. So use a smaller plate and measure the food that you are putting on your plate. If you are really hungry after you eat, it's okay to go back and get a little bit more. But I think you'll find that you're not as hungry as you think you are. So step three. Uh, the changes you can make is try start with a smaller plate and start measuring out your foods. Step four, you gotta be a tracker. I don't mean going out in the wilderness and tracking animals. I don't care how you do it, but you have to know what you're eating. It's no different than if you decide you want to pay off a bill or get out of debt. You have to know where your money is coming from and where it's going. A budget, money budget is your plan. It's the same thing with a food journal. There are apps that you can download for your phone like MyFitnessPal, and there's other ones also that help you with tracking your food. Or 
You could go the pencil and paper method. That's what I do. I wrote it in pencil because even though I tried and still try to pre-plan my meals, sometimes things change. That's called real life. I might decide I wanted to have a cupcake for a snack. Now, I don't do this very often. Then I would have to write it down and adjust my food intake for the next meal. This is why step one, in step one, I said you need to change your thinking. This is going to be for a lifetime, and you have to train yourself of how to adjust your food throughout the day. One thing that is great about pre-planning as best as possible is you can make adjustments to what you eat during the day. Let's say a friend invited you to lunch and you knew for dinner you were going to have a little more to eat, or you really wanted to have that dinner. Then you know for lunch to order off maybe the lighter uh, menu of wherever you go out to eat. Let's turn this around and say you really wanted to, to stock up for lunch, like you really wanted to just have whatever you wanted to for lunch. Then you may have to skip an afternoon snack and eat a lighter dinner. I'm not saying you have to skip, skip the snack, but that's when you start looking at, you know, am I hungry? You, know, you adjust according to, to what your needs are. This all or nothing mentality will not set you up for success. It's no different, like I mentioned earlier, than doing a budget for your money. If you do the envelope system, which is you would put the money, you would have an envelope designated for each bill, and you would put the money into that envelope for that particular bill. Well, once the money was gone for, let's say it was uh, your fund money. Well, once that money is gone, if you want to have fun again, that money has to come from another envelope. So where are you going to pull that from? From your mortgage payment or rent payment or for your utilities? You know, which one are you wanting to pull it out of? It's the same with the calories you eat throughout the day. If you have more calories at one of your meals or snack, then you have to adjust the next meal or snack. And speaking of calories, that brings me to the next step. How many calories do you need for where you are right now? Step four. If you have been measuring your food, you've probably already reduced the amount of calories you have been consuming. Many times we don't realize how many portion sizes we're eating. I talk about this in my book and have touched on it in the past episodes. Getting an estimate of what your what's called your basal metabolic rate is. The best definition of where I can break it down for you is it's the minimum amount of calories your body needs just to exist. Now, if you're active, then you can have a little more depending on what your activity level is. You can go to Google and do a search for basal metabolic rate calculator and you can choose one. I've noticed most of them ask for the same questions that you have to answer. I have a particular one I use just to be consistent and it seems to work for me. The questions they usually ask are, you know, what's your gender, what's your your age, what, what's your current weight, what's your goal weight. Then it'll give you a recommendation for what your calorie intake should be. Now you may have to experiment to see what your body needs. I learned for me I actually needed more calories than I was eating when I started four years ago. I was of the mindset the less calories in food I ate, the faster the weight would come off. I was wrong. Actually, it came off slowly, and then it kind of stopped. Now I know I was not eating enough for what I needed. And as you begin to lose weight, you will have to per- periodically go back to the calculator 
and plug in your numbers again. Your daily calorie needs will change. I found out about every 10 pounds I lost, I could tell my body, my body's food needs were changing. And that was something new for me. I wasn't used to being able to, to notice that in myself. And remember what you drink that has calories do count. So you can't just say, well, I, I'm eating this many calories and then you go drink a 20 ounce bottle of soda that has like 300 calories in it. Those, you have to log those also. And the coffee that you drink. Yes, if you drink it with nothing in it, then it's, it's fair game. But do you add creamer to your coffee and do you add sugar? And that's adding calories to your, to your drinks also. So you need to look at that. So step four. You need to get an estimate of how many calories that you would need to get started with. Now, if you have one of those apps like MyFitnessPal or another app that you track your food, usually they you have to answer questions with them also, and they'll give you and say, this is what you need to do to lose X amount of weight. And that can give you a guide also. But one of the things I usually recommend is in the beginning when you're just trying to see what you're eating, I wouldn't pay much attention to that because what you're wanting to do is look for any patterns that you have in your eating so you can adjust them later. I'm going to stop there for now. In part two, I'll talk about exercise and other aspects of the weight loss process that are equally important. I actually believe there are more important than what I just listed today. And I also have a gift for you to help you. I have developed a 14-day Get Started Guide, and for a limited time, I'm making it available for free. If you go to my website, thegwenalexander.com, that's T-H-E, gwenalexander.com, click on the drop-down for the online store, and then it'll be the first thing that you see when you can just click. It should say Download Now. I'm still deciding how to put that there, but you'll see it on the website. So it's thegwenalexander.com and then click on the online store. Until next time, Coach Gwen says, go out and get your free Get Started Guide and start getting started. The information in this podcast is for informational purposes only. I'm not a medical professional. You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before beginning any weight loss or exercise program.